What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Pillow Talking Podcast. If you're new here, normally we would start the show off pillow talking about some of the craziest things we saw on social media, trending topics, crazy stuff we saw on TV. But this week we have a very special guest. Kalen Edwards is here. He's the author of the best-selling relationship book, This Kind of Love, where him and his wife detail their love story, their journey, and their walk from dating all the way into the Edwards family as we know them today. So for all of my new listeners who are here to check out this collaboration, please, 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 please feel free to Graham and JT and Nini and also subscribe to the Pillow Talking Podcast. Without further ado, let's get into the episode, guys. Goodbye. What's up, guys? I am Kaylin Edwards. I'm usually accompanied by my wife, so it's weird even doing this intro because I'm used to saying, oh, Kaylin and Kyra, we are a YouTube family. Um, and I guess now we can say authors because we came out with a book called This Kind of Love. Best selling authors. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, we got to start <laughs> sprinkling the stuff in there. Best selling, uh, Nobel Prize, nominee, <laughs> Grammy. Nah, right. None of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we wrote a book and uh, we are a YouTube family channel. We document our life um, of young marriage and just being young Christians here in the faith and just the ups and downs of that. Kyra and I have been together for, man, probably since junior high, but I know we'll probably get into that in the interview. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm honored to be a part of this podcast, and I'm looking forward to pillow talking with y'all. Yes, sir. Cool. Look, yeah. let's just get started. Let's jump <laughs> yeah. in. We have to start with the book, though. Um, we can talk. I mean, we can we can go all the way back to, you know, the YouTube days. The beginning but. days. We was, we've been rocking with y'all since the very beginning. <laughs> Wow. Wait, what's the beginning to y'all? So okay, <laughs> let, let's let's put perspective in. Yeah. So context. So right when the couple started going viral mm-hmm. on YouTube, okay. we literally beginning, beginning. <laughs> we literally were like, this was 2015, 2016. I was yes. in college. She was in school, well, getting out of school. We got together and we were like, we just started watching them. We we're like, man, all yeah. these videos are so toxic. Like, <laughs> there has to be somebody out there that is like yeah. something like because yeah. even the yeah. christian people were like Ridiculous, cursing yeah. fighting and then we got to a point be like there's no way that people can be doing this stuff and still be together like there has to be somebody who eventually will stop doing it so long story short we ended up seeing finally i think i think it was the phone in the pool prank and i remember oh, telling yeah. her i was like <laughs> there's something different about these two yeah like they're they're oh. doing pranks but it's like different it's different something's different (laughs) and like that led us to start our content because we wanted it was like it's so oversaturated with the loud cursing fighting the foolishness foolishness (laughs) we want to help add to the the good light so so that's how we felt and yeah so i guess we are a branch well probably almost a product of y'all doing y'all thing so inspired us us to start do yeah. our thing yeah wow hey we just paint it for i'm a branch too right. um, and i mean honestly probably we were probably unfortunately all branches of that tree of toxicity <laughs> yeah somebody popular <laughs> but yeah. you know trends and challenges and stuff right. that come from our community mm-hmm. um i don't know why and i talk about this a lot because i do some consulting for youtube but we're trying to figure out how come in our black black community right like the only way to grow is through Outrage. Right. Like, like, I'm That's so crazy, crazy man. man. That's a whole nother conversation yeah. for right. a whole other time. But yeah, I, I just think that great minds think alike. And if you guys were feeling that way as you were looking at some of that content, I mean, so were we. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm like, man, it looks like it's a fun job to have. 
But right. like, I just don't want to do it in that way. Right. So, man, I am just so encouraged to hear. Yeah. That so got y'all started because we needed that, too. And I won't ruin like you talk about in the book. You go into details of the whole journey. So a quick spoiler. We literally knew that these pranks were fake. Yes. We didn't know how to prove it. <laughs> but me and my wife was like, They're, this is entertainment. They're, these are skits. Like, yeah. And I, we were talking like, I wish people would just say that. Like, I wish a couple yeah. would have came out and been like, how I would react if my girlfriend did this. Or like, you know, skit. But it was like, I, everybody was saying, this is real. Yeah, and, and it's we, like, it's, can't, we, it can't it be It was real. some people that were posting the exact same prank, just yeah. vice versa the next day. Right. So it was like, now you know boyfriend throws phone in the pool. <laughs> next day, girlfriend throws phone in the yeah. pool. <laughs> I, okay, so I, I, in our defense, I never said like, okay, this is real. Right. I just did. never said that it was Right. I didn't know people were really out here saying, oh, yeah, all our pranks is real. I think it's a lot like the WWE. Like, kids <laughs> really think that it's real, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, they really You do. cannot tell it's my six-year-old kid that 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 YouTube guy is did, not fake. That, like, he thinks everything right, on YouTube is real. So, I think it's a lot of that mindset. Because, you know, we saw early on, we were the only crazy people trying to do pranks for real. Like, that's yes. why we only... No, no. Yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> we Decided to do pranks for real. We only made it through three pranks before. Literally, it was like, yeah. We can't do it anymore. And we were trying to like <laughs> battle, but I literally could never come up with a good prank because I'm like, he cannot know. And everybody's yeah, like, like and if you're watching couples, like, yeah. It's, you already so know we were, yeah. we was talking no. It's like we gonna be authentic. We gonna do real stuff. It was so hard. No, it didn't work. It was so no, hard. No, because you'll end up uh, single. <laughs> right, quick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's it's also so hard. Like when you know the scenarios. Like, okay, we tried to do one real prank, and it was. It worked. I right. mean, I got in big trouble with Kyra. She was hot. <laughs> right. But like, I, I did like a frog prank with her on the, at the library and it made her like really cry, which was <laughs> you know, a great reaction, but also made me feel like super trash. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I mean, we do YouTube for our job and that was something that we were trying to do for our job at the time. So we were both consuming a lot of the pranks mm -hmm. that were supposedly yeah. Yeah. real so whenever we found ourselves in that situation even if we tried to like make it real it wouldn't have worked anyway right. but i think you know for me the reason i i mean i could have just you know gone on this little tour in 2017 when we said okay yeah i'm <laughs> sick of the foolishness we did this for four months but it's over right i was gonna just go out there and just say everything is fake <laughs> Everyone's fake. Oh, I'm taking everybody down. Right. Yeah. I'm Start not shooting. Shooting. You're not making no money. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me not be petty. And I understand that. I mean, I, I see. I know what this is. Right. Like you right. said, like WWE. <laughs> and you know, whether I like it or not, the market has decided this is this, this is what they love. Yeah. And that's so what like, we realized okay. too yeah. early on. We were we was like we go put out relationship vlogs, two views. <laughs> yeah, like we was like, dang. What's I was going like, on? so what can I do to build a channel? Hmm, I can react to other videos. Yeah. And I, yeah. like one of my biggest videos ever, which is small in your world. Yes. It had like, oh uh, <laughs> no, nah, we ain't no. Nope, nope, <laughs> I think it went to like it's hard to give views. That's what I'm saying. Had like eight hundred thousand views in two days yeah. because it was I was reacting to the Azalea Banks on Wild and Out. <laughs> You said that small amount. You know how irrelevant. But no, it was it was <laughs> it was crazy because I'm like, so I can put out this content about how to be better, you know, in a relationship, yeah, like yeah. college stuff, everything. But you guys want to see me react to see, foolishness? Yeah, y'all want to see drama. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> why the book, man? Like, why you guys had a like? I think you guys dominated your platform 
YouTube. Like when people thought of YouTube couples, I feel like you guys had to be on top. Oh yeah. So why Even, yeah, yeah. step away and go into another area where you're <laughs> not as known? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do think that there was a period of time where I felt like, you know what, we probably are one of the couples that are, you know, especially like in the black community that are probably yeah. up there to yeah. the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've ever been at the tippy top. You got, you know, uh, your I'm gonna say top five. Some people's I had to be though, top yeah. five. Oh yeah, probably top five yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, probably, and I'm saying <clears> at that time, like 2016, because now it's just crazy, and there's so many. Oh yeah, so and so and so and so, so and so, yeah, it's family. I just don't even. I can't even keep up no more. Nor yeah. do I even try. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that time, uh, we just found it was it's really competitive, which is fun, especially because a lot of the people who are our friends, um, mm-hmm. a lot of them have broken up now. So that's kind of like, oh, eh. yeah, yeah awkward. Awkward. awkward, but. It was really competitive and we felt like it's it's just hard to compete when you have your hands tied behind your back. Mm-hmm. Like we are, and this is something I appreciate, like we are restrained by our faith and by our beliefs and by our morals and by our oh, integrity. Man. Don't tell me and that. <laughs> I'm like, how can I race a hundred meter dash with y'all if I got cinder blocks on my feet? <laughs> I'm like, let me let y'all do that. Right. There's got to be yeah. some type of way for us to succeed on there. And really, I just feel like that was God saying, okay, there is, but you guys got to step into a different lane. Right. So right. early after doing those pranks, we were just like, okay, we're not going to do pranks. Then what are we going to do? Because we were doing vlogs and they weren't getting no views either right. because, you know, why would anybody? Um, but we started doing these story time videos and our story time videos were really just us documenting and bringing people up to speed on where we were in our relationship in present day. Right. Howard and I met Hecka Young in seventh grade on the first day of school. And obviously we weren't vlogging from seventh grade until <laughs> yeah. our first day of college. Right. We just started telling that story yeah. and just talking about young love. And since we already had some momentum or like I like to call it pixie dust from the YouTube algorithm, yeah. um, the pranks started suggesting those story time videos. And what was, what was interesting was Although our pranks were still popping off because we never deleted them or like private them or anything, all those suggested views started going to our story time videos that were they were getting less views than the pranks, but they were retaining the audience more. Right. That's the big so thing. Yeah. A lot of the times I was telling people, like, okay, yeah, we were growing like 30 to 35,000, 40,000 subscribers a day from the, and they think it's like from the pranks, but really it was the views initially coming from this, the top line of this funnel from the pranks. But we were capturing them and retaining them from those videos. So what we noticed was the difference was we were getting a heck of a lot of views from the pranks, but we were building an audience with inviting people into our story. So naturally, the progression from our story time videos was after they got, you know, pretty near present Mm -hmm. day. Saw okay, well, now we can start vlogging because people actually care about our life and our origin story. Now they're bought into our success just like we're bought into, you know, just trying to grow together and show what that looks like. But I stopped doing the story time video strategically because I was like, man, this could be a book. Mm. But it can't be a book (laughs) if we just tell everything that's going on. So I stopped it against what I thought was my better judgment at the time, but it turned out to make total sense. And, you know, people were, they were outraged. Again, it's like, watching half of a really good movie and then them, them telling you, okay, you could see the rest in three years. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Like, what are you? That's Marvel for you. So, about the time that we stopped, <laughs> he said, Marvel. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> about the time that we stopped doing the story time videos is when we had started writing the book. Right. And um, the reason that we did the book was so we could take people deeper than we ever could in a YouTube video. You know, a, a lot of people don't read books to begin with. And uh, what you can share in a book is a lot more refined and it's a lot more well thought out than what you can share in a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, and we just knew that if people found us from YouTube, then they're probably native video watchers. So right. they probably mm-hmm. consume a lot of their content, educational or entertainment from video. Right. So a lot of the things that we want to talk about in our book, I'm like, okay, it's going to be hidden. And the mm-hmm. people who are going to read it are going to be the people that it's for. Exactly. So yeah. and the reason that that's important is, I mean, we had gotten a lot of subscribers and we were getting a lot of views and we had built a pretty big audience. So mm-hmm. we believed, but within everybody's audience, you have your tribe. You've got your people yep. who are only your demographic, but they're also your psychographic. So your demographic, those people that they're the same age, maybe they're like your same race, um, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But our psychographic is these are people who think like we do. These right. are people who believe what we believe. These are people who are on that same growth journey that we are, are on that same growth trajectory that we are. And I'm just like, you know what? I've done a lot of fooling around. Um, I've done a lot of pandering for people who don't even like me, right. who just want to go on gossip sites and talk mess about us. <laughs> Let me start to delight the people who really rock with us. Let me start to think about and create content that I think that they would like. Because that's what I would appreciate. I mean, I'm part of other people's audiences and tribes too. So that's why I wrote the book. The book is for um, just young married couples who just feel like, okay, am I being gaslit by society and Instagram and Twitter? Or is everybody kind of the same? Are these relationships really that perfect are these couples really couple right. goals? Are they really relationship goals? Right. Or is there something that's going on behind the scenes? Right. So I wanted to write the book of what's going on behind the scenes yeah. from the relationship goal of a couple. Right. So but that's really what our book is about. Um, it's not messy, you know, but I, I guess it is. We're not in tr- intentionally trying to be messy. Right. Yeah. We're just, you know, just trying to tell a whole story. You know, my, my grandma and my mom, they used to say, Tell the truth and shame the devil. Come on. I will not, you know, be on this planet and be the beneficiary of all this success and all this attention and have it all built on a lie. Just so I can get played when something come out. So no, I'm going to control the narrative. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. And then we're going to keep it rocking and we're going to keep growing together. So that's the reason. Got you. So look, let me, let's take a pivot. You mentioned in the book, this is not really a spoiler because you said it before, <laughs> but you said that the rapid growth of your channel prevented you from developing the character needed to handle the success of that. Do you think that same time and character development is needed in a relationship before getting married? So some people will just jump into a marriage. Do you think you need time to develop the character too? similar to the way you needed that same character with your success in your channel. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. So for the, the channel aspect, you know, we all heard that quote, you know, to whom much is given much is required. Right. And it was, it's a lot of pressure when 
you know, you have a lot of eyes on you. And I mean, we had really popped off at, at 19 and we were just like any other 19 year olds, young, 19. mature, <laughs> um, like just young, dumb. Nine, yeah. And I remember Khalid, I came out with a song around that time called Young, Dumb and Broke. <laughs> and that was, yeah. that was our anthem. We was bumping through young, dumb, young, dumb and broke. So yeah, I mean, we, we kind of had to learn as we were going, uh, grow as we were going and I'm glad that a lot of the things that we had been banking on and building and cultivating in our relationship had a lot of crossover to make stewarding that YouTube audience um, easier. Right. Some of those things would be just having integrity, um, being willing to work at something and problem solve. That is so important. But since I talked about the YouTube side, I think probably enough. I'll go ahead and jump to the couple side as far as, the, the character that is needed and the work that you need to be doing before you hop in relationships is like, <laughs> and I'm going to just say this as a hypocrite too. So let me just top <laughs> of my, my box, but just know that I didn't even follow this advice. Right. This is like me speaking to my younger self or me speaking to my single self or something like that. Um, those single years, those years that you're single, that is, those are so foundational because you build on top of that right. and in construction i've never done construction in my life we do you know real estate but not like that type of development right you can't build a whole house and then be like ah you know what i messed up on the foundation let me go ahead and fix that that's the true. whole thing will crumble down mm -hmm. so in the same way if you know okay i want to have this type of relationship if you reverse engineer that or deconstruct what a great relationship looks like what is at the foundation of that? So for me, I want the literal cornerstone to be God, right. Christ. Yep. I want the cornerstone to be love, real love, biblical love, and trust. I want the cornerstone to be integrity. I want the cornerstone to be telling the truth. I want the cornerstone to be self-control. I mean, really just... Throw in all the 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 fruits of the spirit. Right. Like we're gonna make a Powerpuff Girl type mix. Okay. Everything. I want all that right. at the base. Yeah. And I want to have that and be working on that while I'm single. So that when somebody comes into my life, one, I know what to recognize. Okay, I want that. Okay. You ain't been working on yourself. I don't know if I want to take some of, right. <laughs> some of my spice and put it on you. Yeah. I'm not really trying to get no project. I am a project. <laughs> so I ain't trying to <laughs> raise nobody. I ain't trying to do none of that. Right. So you, you're able to recognize it, but you're also able to build with somebody. Mm. And, you know, this is a, a random example, but one of my favorite buildings growing up, um, as long as it was uh, there, were the Twin Towers. Right. And you just look at one of those buildings. I mean, it is just something to marvel at. And yeah. unfortunately, I never got to see it in person because by the time, you know, I was three or four, you know, they had knocked them down right but you get one that looks cool but two together mm. yeah. but it, who, who's the person that says uh i'm good about myself and i'm a force i mean if i've been working on myself and i meet somebody working on a self and we both got this foundation we can build something beautiful we can build something great right and it's just so important if you even want to go that distance to have that, that yeah foundation. and i agree i think uh, to that point, so many people try to come into a relationship with a mindset of coming in 50-50. Like, I'm coming mm -hmm. in, and together we'll make 100% instead of together coming in as two whole people. 
looking mm. to, you know, build. So I, I see I see that happen a lot, especially with our mm. age group. We come in with baggage. We come in with problems and say, together, we can fix we it. Can fix it. <laughs> Right. You know, like we'll fix it together, you know, and I think some of the work has to be done. Like you said, it has to be the foundation of yourself. I so should we, probably clarify, too. Like, I don't ain't nobody. You ain't going to be able to self love yourself to perfection. And right. then as soon as you reach perfection, you're going to find somebody and y'all can be perfect together. Right. So I do agree with like, OK, some of the stuff we just going to have to work. Yeah, out yeah. 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 That's why it's so important. Like, it's way more important because I don't believe in just total compatibility. Like, right. I don't believe yeah, that anybody yeah, yeah. is going to find somebody that they just 100% compatible with. <laughs> yeah. Really, what I need is somebody that is a problem solver. Can we solve problems together? Because we are both problems. We both going to do some stuff. Right. That is yeah. problems. Can we, can we even do that together? Yeah. Because right. we could do that together. Now I can grow with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially if you're committed to that. So, yeah, I don't want to, you know, get on here and be like, oh, yeah, well, the reason you don't have your man or the reason <laughs> Because you haven't arrived yet. Ain't nobody arrived. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some stuff you can do to to see your way there to get right. closer to where you're trying right. to be. Gotcha. Yeah. So what did, what did you guys learn um, the most about yourselves through writing the <laughs> book? Like, what did you... Because, I mean, some of these stories, like, we talk all the time about stuff that happened in the past. But I'm sure if we actually sat down and, like... Read it. Wrote it down, yeah. read it, and, like... <laughs> went through it, we'd probably be like, what were we doing? Like, what was that? So, yeah, so what did you, like, what's some takeaways that you got from the book? Yeah. And that is such a, a good question. I'm so glad you asked because we haven't shared it anywhere. But it, to me, it made me realize that um, therapy or counseling would be very beneficial for us. Okay. And it's so weird because kind of like this, Kyra and I be pillow talking all the time. And I'm sure y'all do too. Oh, yeah. And if it's not pillow talking, we talking in the car. We're just yeah. talking all the time. We work from home. We've been doing that for a long time. And before that, you know, we even had jobs. We're always around each other. We've had a lot of time to talk, but this book gave us time to kind of deconstruct and understand where we went wrong. Like it gave me, gave me some time to understand like why she did things that she did. Right. And it gave me time to explain why I did things that I did and where I was coming from. Yeah. A lot of the times in these conversations, um, I, I, I can talk a lot or Kyra can talk a lot, but there's not really time to build context on how we got there or why we think that way. So this gotcha. book gave us both the opportunity to want to just kind of share our full story in chronological order. Yeah. And then seeing her full story in chronological order and then seeing what stories happened when, where, when they happened and where they happened, it gave me so much more understanding on why she was the way she was and why I was the way I was. Mm. So really it was therapeutic. And part of that was, it was was hurtful at times Mm. because a lot of stuff came up where it's just like, we looking at each other and it's like, are we going to put that in there? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, hey, it was some parts I was like, man, I don't know how he reading this with a, a <laughs> straight voice because I'd have been like, uh, shaky voice. Right, like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> Lord knows. And I'd be a liar if I told you that I didn't do at least 30 takes on some of this stuff yeah. because it was just, it was hard, man. It's, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. We got to put it out there because I can't just give people the good without showing them the bad. Right. That is just so wrong to me it's so disingenuous but i'm just so thankful that the book was our therapy for 2020 because 
And I know that, you know, even some people in the audience right now, maybe even yourselves included, can relate to us in how therapeutic 2020 was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a- <laughs> some people oh, yes. and some couples don't spend that much time with each other. Right. Tyra and I, we, we used to joke, we're just like, man, you know, we've been dating for X amount of time. Or we've been married for one year, but we've spent the equivalent amount of time as somebody who's been married for three or five mm-hmm. because we work from home. Work from home. So yeah. I'll meet you 24 hours a day. It's not like, oh, we, I see you, you know, for eight, but I, we only a week for four because I just got off work at five and we go to sleep and I get up. So it's like, we really got to know each other. Yeah. I, I really got to see things I don't like about her. She got to see things she don't like <laughs> yeah. about me. We got to grow together through that. So when 2020 happens, it's like, okay, well, we ready for this. I remember they lock us down. Like, yeah, we ready for this. But that was us too. Oh yeah. Hard. What? That's lit. <laughs> and that book came and I was like, okay, yeah. But. I think that there's a lot of crossover between our experience writing the book and spending time together and everybody else's experience throughout 2020. Right. Cool. I want to add this caveat. My wife is not shy. She's not quiet. I think she had a lot of questions for Kyra about motherhood (laughs) and stuff like that. So she's not here. It's kind of weird. She's probably like, I don't want to ask him about how to feel. You know, like like, (laughs) I let you do your thing. Y'all talk. Right. But yeah. yeah. Um, so honestly, I, I would summon her in here. Come, baby. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh I no. Her, yeah. Literally, just walk by and she looking sick and Kai Kai. Oh yeah. Like, let him get. Yeah. Let him you got that ear like <laughs> where you check your temperature. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thermometer. Yeah. They just, oh, yeah. I'm, Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Let's 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 go to the kids, man. Like yeah. So for us, we have two kids together as well. Um, two and one. Um, yeah. So we understand, like when you got to that book and you start talking about the, we compared the first experience to the second, it was like night and day, similar to your story. I feel like most parents, that first <laughs> child, the stress that you have, I, I promise you, I've been, I've done a lot of stuff in my life, but that month or two coming home with a child yeah. changed my life forever. That's when we had our biggest fights, me and my wife. That's when... um Literally, I was to the point I was just about to go to the hotel room. We weren't sleeping; we were sleep deprived. I wasn't eating right. It might have just mean. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so hearing somebody else say it, I was like, <laughs> "We were so ha- not happy, happy for but y'all, but like we was like, it was a relief. <laughs> it was a like, relief because we felt like we had went crazy. It was wow, yeah. I'm like, like, we was yeah, but yeah. to hear y'all literally almost go through the it was, same. It was exact almost thing. the same. Thing. It was like wow, like, like to, to like I don't want to give too much, but the whole. <laughs> Back and forth, like I I changed the bottle. I did the bottle so yes, not sure that time. that we could relate a hundred percent. Even even the even the following him jumping in his car. Oh yeah, yeah. We, oh, I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I say you gotta hit you gotta hit this part. This part right here. Oh yeah. That is oh, so relatable. Trust me. Oh my god. So yeah, did you? So being that you've been through it twice now, compare those those times. You did it in the book a little bit, but really like. You have to take a step back and look at it. Like what, what changed? What, what was different? Yeah. Um, so I haven't arrived yet. I was doing this last week. Right. Like, well, obviously we're not, you know, fighting or nothing right, right. no more, but I mean, I can still try and keep score on like fam. <laughs> I, I just changed two diapers. Man. Like I'm sick of it. Yeah. Y'all need to get y'all grown tails and go take y'all tails. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, that, that first kid, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person where I don't like when people try and make things seem way harder than they are. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like, I'm, a, I'm a realist and I'm just yeah. like, okay, I really got myself into this situation. Now I'm going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I like to rise to the occasion. Like I get it. I get myself into it. I'm going to get myself right. out yeah. of it. So, you know, when we get pregnant at you know 19 and 20, I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to have this baby. You know, mm-hmm. so many people in our ear, oh my goodness, the babies is hard, <laughs> babies is expensive, <laughs> blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. People have been having babies. For people so have. Long. I for said years. the same thing. I was like, everybody have babies. Yeah. <laughs> maybe having them, maybe, you know, 14 years old. Right. My mom, 16. Kyra's mom was like 15, 16. Right. So I'm like, damn, if they could do it, I can do right. it. And plus, like, we had already, you know, established ourselves on YouTube. So I'm thinking, how hard can it mm-hmm. be? Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I remember. So I, I just go back before our firstborn. And right. now I'm going to go back to. I'm going to go forward to three months after he was born. And I just remember me and Kyra looking at each other and being like, I am so upset at both of our moms for not properly <laughs> telling us the truth. Meanwhile, yeah. everybody's been telling <laughs> right. us to go hard. Yeah. Right. We don't believe. Oh, yeah. You know, she gets pregnant. We're all excited. And then we have this, this baby. It's newborn. Um, you know, her experience giving birth was a little hard. You know, she labored for 28 hours. Right. And, um, especially the the women out there more specifically the black women out there know mm-hmm. how the hospitals can oh, treat yeah. women and black women i mean black women specifically in these hospitals so it was scary mm-hmm. yeah. um and you know looking back in retrospect and seeing you know kind of some of that maybe it's discrimination maybe i don't know but that made it a little bit harder but we finally get our our baby back home and you know, we're elated right. um but Kyra kind of gets wrecked by the postpartum depression. Mm. And I'm not sure if it was just because we were so young, Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't know what that was. We didn't know how to combat it. We had heard about it, but we're just like, oh, that's not going to happen to her. And we didn't know like the signs. signs, So, you know, not to tell her story because she can come back and do that another time. (laughs) But she was going through it and I was trying to hold it together and be strong. And sometimes um, especially as men, we try to be that rock right. and we try and be hard and we try and hold stuff together. And I think of holding something, I'm thinking of like getting it tight, but the tighter that you hold something more things that can slip through the cracks. So for me, that was sanity. That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was temper. That was a whole bunch of things that I was just losing control of. Right. And for, for Kyra too. So we really clashed uh, one of those one of those evenings where, and specifically evening too, because it's the it's the changing of shifts. And we did shifts, and we weren't mm. co sleeping or doing none of that stuff. Right. But I had just I, I was up, and then she was up, so we were both like super tired, right. and we were both supposed to be up during this period of time, but we neither of us want to, so get into a big argument and i'm just looking back now i'm just thinking man how did we get to that place um and it's because we didn't have any systems in place um any perspective for what having a baby was going to be like (laughs) and it was just going to be hard no matter what we did i don't think there was any way that we could have prepared i think maybe listening to people speak more candidly about, okay, like this is postpartum depression. This is what it's like. This is what it's like to be a husband and to be like jealous of the type of bond that your wife has with your son. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Like 
it's like tough. I just wish tough. people were talking about it. And <laughs> I hate to use that as a cop out because I'm not trying to. I mean, obviously, we spoke about this and wrote about this in our book. Right. But I'm not trying to be that person where it's like, oh, no one else is talking about it but us. So like, come and get the information from us. Right. But like, damn, where was it at? Yeah. Like, where what? Like, who? Who at our age was talking about yeah, that? Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> so really, I'm like, okay, I can't talk about this while we're going through it. Um, so definitely when we get the chance and we overcome it, I'm going to have to you know, write about this and share about it. But yeah, the difference between that first one and that second one, second one, we knew what to expect, but kind of like when you know what to expect, you start yeah, to it was break. completely different, yep. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm bracing for an impact that hasn't happened yet. I'm right. bracing yeah. for, you know, a situation that hasn't happened. So, and when you do that, sometimes you can overcorrect. It's like getting in a mm. car crash. Sometimes when people brace, they can actually like die or they, worse, yeah. if they yeah. just allow their eye to flow. So for us, it was like, okay, how can we do this to where we're not overcorrecting because of how bad the first one was right. or not under preparing yeah. or the difference between going from looking over and being responsible for one kid versus two. Yep. So the first thing was pre-recording all of our videos so that we could properly give um Kyra a maternity leave mm -hmm. she didn't have one at first we were recording everything in real time and the pressure of having hundreds of thousands of people looking at you and expecting your baby and giving you advice that you're not cool <laughs> yes. it, it, it seemed insurmountable I couldn't imagine and this time our timeline was just like we had four to two or three months in advance so we didn't have to worry about nothing we took like a proper maternity leave we were right. still recording in real time but we were dripping it out a quarter yeah. later right the things that people were commenting about or if they're talking mess about something talking mess about old news awesome. yeah. advice about stuff that we already done passed that was one two it was understanding that okay just because you had an experience the first time doesn't mean that is going to happen this second time, time yeah. yep. mm -hmm. so really we just wanted to give kyra the grace to just know like hey not like a failure of a mother because breastfeeding didn't work out. You're not a right. Failure, right. failure of a mother because of postpartum. Absolutely. This time can be different, but even if it's not, babe, we got through it so we can do it again. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and thank God by the grace of God, this, the second baby was different uh, and, and no, no shade to Carter or nothing, but <laughs> Kaiser, he, he latched on and, you know, yeah. props to Tyra for like the mental exercises that she did to prepare herself yeah. for that, Lapse in hormones and that right. imbalance in hormones that happens when yes. the placenta leaves the body. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, yeah, we were just way more prepared. Um, we knew what to expect. We didn't try and over over prepare and prevent things that were probably inevitable. Yeah, yeah. And we just gave ourselves time to adjust. So the second yeah. time was a lot better, but it was still hard as a mug. I mean, yeah, I mean, it still they, is to this day. It don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like they just grow and they just start eating more and, and yep. just <laughs> getting get, oh, finding yeah. creative ways to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, why are you doing that? But I'm, then I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that we had kids young too. Cause I'm like, man, that's what I, I tell everybody. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, Our family always tells that too. Like, oh yeah. It's great. <laughs> hey, I will tell you this. It was some things I knew about you guys before I read the book. Like, me and my wife, <laughs> we saw the shift in the content change. Yeah. And then we noticed, I never forget, my wife comes in. She's like, 
is this a Google ad? Like, what kind of money they making right now? And I was like, oh, they different. Like, this is different. Yeah, like, I was like, is this a, a brand deal? Oh, out. they they different. Yeah, it was like, so we saw the change from, yes, we did. Um, you know, going from just, you know, smaller partnerships to these large brand deals. And that's when we noticed, like. It was like they were, gr- they were growing the up. The growth, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was insane. So, it's cool. one to wow. kind of comment you know, on. I never even considered, because, Again, like y'all know, y'all have read the book, y'all know right. our story because you like lived it with us. Like, you know, kind of how up in the air things were because like people who weren't around in 2016 don't really know. Like that was all, like that was a whole new frontier. Like people weren't doing pranks and stuff yeah, like that. It was an explosion. Know, like, <laughs> doing it. So to leave and not do that stuff, it was scary. I'm like, how are we really going to mm-hmm. provide for ourselves? Because I remember not getting no views on these vlogs. So if that's all that I can do, then how are we going to be able to support ourselves? Right. So to see, you know, the way that the Lord provided and his provision through deals like that, that I'm just like, fam, that was a, that was a Google home ad yeah. and right. that was before they had even like announced it. The world didn't even know about it, but <laughs> we had had it for a couple of months. And I'm just like, oh, this is a pretty cool thing. Like you can speak to the speaker right. <laughs> and it has like a screen on it. Like wait till the world finds out about this. <laughs> And sure enough, like now it's like everywhere and everybody has it. I'm just like, man, it was so cool to just be a part of that. But really, I'm just so thankful to the Lord for, again, like that provision and just allowing our family to keep eating while we were trying like not to compromise. Um, And even though we weren't compromising and oh, like doing the pranks and things like that, there were other ways that we can compromise. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways was the money aspect so i'm right. so glad that you guys brought up like oh man like that's <laughs> oh yeah you know what a brand deal man. <laughs> that was around the time that like things like really started to get crazy because like the way things work on youtube is you get paid from like adsense right. and on adsense you're getting paid per thousand views and that can range like depending on the type of content that you have you're getting three dollars per thousand right. views or you can be making 15 or 20 or 30 so mm-hmm. The type of sensational content that we were making, you know, although it was getting a lot of views, it's not really a valuable audience, frankly, because the type of people who are like watching pranks typically (laughs) aren't people that carry money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like the same thing with the TikTok audience. Like a lot of the, they don't, your your audience doesn't have the the financial backing (laughs) to support you off the app. So that's the. So, I mean, we weren't. I mean, we were making good money because we were getting a lot of views. But if you can figure out a way to get paid more for, you know, less, mm-hmm. then you can still make the same amount with less effort. That's what was happening with the brand deals. So if we were getting, you know, $2 per thousand views uh, for a prank, you can make, you know, 2000 or a thousand views or, you know, doing good yeah. types of content. Yeah. So that that was really good, but it, it, it woke in something in me. Um, that I didn't even know I had, but it scared the heck out of me, which is greed. Mm-hmm. And man, it's it's something weird. And I know that, you know, maybe you guys have experienced this, maybe some people in your audience, but we were probably all raised to think like, okay, we're going to get a good job. We're going to start a good business and we're going to yeah. you know, keep ascending. We're going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing scarier than ascending up a corporate ladder or ascending up a success ladder and scaling this building of success and getting all the things that you want and then realizing that you're on the wrong building. Mm. It's like, 
man, I did all this to get this and now I got this and like, it's so void. Right. Um, and it still hits me to this day. It's still so humbling. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I used to be so money motivated. I used to be so <laughs> money driven and it ain't like we just arrived and like, Oh, I don't got to do nothing for the rest of my life. Right. Like, it's not even like that. Cause sometimes people can talk like that after they, well, you made a hundred million dollars. Like, right. <laughs> of course, but it's just, it really took me to a, a place where I just, I just didn't like. So uh, let me, let me stop you here. Do you think you would have got to that place if you were single or you think you, that drive would have been even higher if you were by yourself? Yeah. When I was actually, when I was single, um, I think I was even more motivated. Right. Um, because I could totally direct my passion and my work ethic right. towards I selfishly wanted. Yeah. But as soon as I add Kyra, I'm like, okay, I have to consider you. I have to consider what you want to do. Right. So all the passion that I was just going to use for me, I'm now using to build you mm-hmm. and to promote you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes us as men, we can kind of you know, try and we're, we're, building, we're building our thing. And then we come across women and we're just like, okay, I want you in my life, but I want you to come help me build my thing. Right. But I didn't want that to be the case with me and Kyra. I'm like, okay, I got my passions and my things that I'm interested in. And even if you don't have yours yet, I'm not going to try and have you help me build mine until we figure out what it is that you want to do. What you want to right. do, right. So for us, it's like, you know, I get a lot of flack for, oh, you know, Kaylin's always one vlogger and Kaylin's always one doing this. But like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's <laughs> what it, it was. It was my YouTube channel. Yeah. But for Kyra, she's always had stuff separately going on that I want to help get behind and apply my gifts that she may not have as, you know, we help build her thing. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it's just been different, you know, being married now and having a family. Maybe I misspoke. Like, I'm still motivated, you know, to support my family and everything. But I'm not just driven towards financial success anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm more so driven towards, okay, how can I display a marriage uh, to my kids or a family dynamic to my kids that will break the generational curses that our community has experienced for right. so many generations. Nice. How can I love my wife better? How can I, um, you know, still be a provider, but like, do I have to have so much in excess? Like I want to have abundance. So I right. can bless people, mm-hmm. but like that can't be the only thing that I'm striving for. Yeah. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, that, it just depends on like where you are financially and like what you're doing. Because you know, if you're trying to live off of $7,000 a year and you got a family of four, like buddy, yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but if you're making, you know, six figures or you're making a hundred grand, you're making 80 grand and right. you know, your expenses are paid for like, come on now, maybe instead of working the 15 hours overtime, just spend 15 extra hours at home. Right. Yep. So that's just kind of how I think Ooh. about it. Cool. That's I mean, good. I don't want to ask all the questions. You got to have at least one question. <laughs> I just wanted to, Um, I didn't, re- it wasn't really a question. Okay. It was just like, I wanted to talk about like favorite topics of the book or like things okay. that. Okay, yeah, let's go there. I mean, I don't want to overwhelm him with the book, but I guess that's kind of what he's yeah, here for. We're here to sell the book. <laughs> it almost, Honestly, I'm here to <laughs> hang with y'all, forget the book. Yeah, yeah I was going <laughs> to say, it almost seems like we're like friends and we're just like, yeah, I'm so sorry Kyra can't be here. It's this okay. Sucks, man. <laughs> but I, I love, you know, hanging with y'all. Oh, yeah. It's okay. But um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the book a little bit and I just wanted to talk about... Um, there were some parts that I just, I, I, it was really more to say about Kyra, but 
<laughs> um, I just I, I loved it. I, I don't have no negative things to say about the book. It was refreshing. Yeah, she's not even capping right now. She's talking more about the book than I, I, first <laughs> of all, I love books. Okay. Second of all, yeah, I'm right. a like I'm a church kid. I it was amazing to see Kyra Kyra's journey as not really growing up in church, but we we I, I was sheltered too. Like she was sheltered, but like it's funny to see that she didn't go through some things that I went through went through even being sheltered, even having a mom, a mom and a dad that was in church. Like wow. you know, like she didn't even go through those things. Like, but I did, and it's that was cool to see because. Like people put this stigma on you, like you didn't do it, you know, you didn't, oh, you didn't go through anything, girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you grew up in church. Kid. Like, now, nah, like, right. I have emotional yeah. issues. Like, I, you know, like, so it was really cool to see that part of her, and um, you know, it was just refreshing. Like I said, is you never know what life people have, you know. So right. it was really I'm cool. I'm so glad see. that you brought that up because <laughs> I have a really big issue with how we can like glorify the like really harsh or like bad testimonies. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, this person was like shot and they fell off a building and they survived and they right. still <laughs> from God and then God got them and da, da, yeah. And then you'll shout and everybody cool. <laughs> we'll run around oh, the yeah. church oh, yeah. and we catching the Holy Ghost <laughs> okay. and falling out all over their testimony. <laughs> yes. But then as somebody as soon as somebody is like like yeah um I, I wasn't like my, my testimony isn't that good. And we just like okay yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. like but um, I think, I mean, that's kind of like the opposite of not, not necessarily the opposite of like what you're saying, but mm-hmm. yours is like, okay, from the outside looking in, everything should have gone perfectly. Right. I shouldn't have experienced none of this. Mm-hmm. Like I had this covering over me, yeah. but like I still had probably kind of the same type of experiences as people that was being raised by worldly parents who right. were going crazy. Right. That's kind of like how my experience was. Like I honor my parents. Yeah. You know, they did they the did best, best they could with us. They wasn't doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was my bad too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was getting myself in this stuff. Right. But I could hide behind like, oh yeah, you know, my dad's a pastor. Yeah. People oh, yeah. would you know give me the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Kyra, like even to this day when she says like, oh yeah, I wasn't raised in a Christian household. I know how Christians be thinking. They'd be like, oh, oh yeah, man, they'd be looking. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd be yeah, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm back. Like, okay. be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> but it's so crazy because Kyra's like the most innocent person yes. I've ever met to right. that time. Yes. So it's like, man, I'm so glad that you brought that up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that's that was a. I mean, seeing a side of Kyra where i don't want to i don't want to talk about it i want people to read it but yeah. to see her get i'm just gonna say to see her get that angry and yeah, we all know that what was happened. um yes because like i think about how like just like her sweet her spirit like pours through naturally like yeah she couldn't hide it she yeah even like, in the pranks, i know her spirit like, even like, watching her yeah. pranks for mature people it was like come on yeah like yeah like, it's like come on like, <laughs> literally like come on. <laughs> why would you do that to her first of all like, we don't believe you yeah. like i, I, I was yeah. saying her doing, yeah. i'm like come on we don't believe you. Yeah. yeah so like to see her experience that i'm not gonna say like is i'm not gonna glorify it but it is a natural people get angry you know what i mean like people have rage sometimes people you know just be here you know what i mean so to see her do that (laughs) to see her do that is it just was like you know i'm not maybe i'm not crazy that was just a moment that i had you know like i'm not just this like crazy monster like you know what i mean like yeah and she also had to like deal with me and like I'm not going to like victim blame because I don't necessarily think I'm a victim in that situation. <laughs> um, 
it's, it's kind of hard to talk about because it's like, you know, I'm I'm glad that I get to talk about this with black people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because I just feel like we get it. Oh yeah, we get it. Because I was, we were hesitant to even like want to put that part in the book because people yeah. would be like, "Oh my goodness, it's called it's the domestic violence." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Fam, are y'all like really like what kind of relationship right. ever happened?" Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, "Fam, y'all see me how I am in the videos? She gotta deal with me every day." Right. And I was being extra petty, and I can be extra hmm. petty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can be very like argumentative, very condescending, and I mean, even just in that situation that she was in, just as a woman, um, you know, just had a baby and experiencing postpartum, mm-hmm. and I mean, re- regardless of how we got into the situation, the fact that you know she's kind of being restrained from doing what she wants right. to do, yeah, um, or pre- not restrained, but like prevented, like what the freak else is she supposed to <laughs> yeah, do? Like, you know? like right. I would have done the exact same thing that she did. And that doesn't justify it, but it just goes to show like, you get in it. situations yeah, like you that. Get it. Like, it's like, you got what's coming to you. So yeah. that's like the reason I didn't overreact at the time. Like one, because it's not even like my temperament, but two, I'm like, I know why that happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not yeah. dumb. Like, right. so, <laughs> it, it was, no, but I'm petty enough to, I was I held I held out against her for that that week that we weren't like talking. Oh yeah, about that you used it. Yeah, you used it. Oh, yeah, like we're not gonna we're not gonna normalize that. Right? <laughs> yeah. But like if that we ain't letting that happen again because I'm not doing that to you. Right. But like I'm going to you know offer you the grace that I would need because I know that I would do the exact same thing if yeah. I were a woman and I was you know yeah. and I was in that situation. Yeah. So it was you know more than anything it was a, a good learning lesson mm-hmm. and I know that the devil would want us to be so embarrassed as to not ever admit that happened right but i literally laugh in the face of the devil and all those you know like oh. haters and people who oh, love yeah. the whole yes, stuff that got against us because we can actually laugh about it like even right. us right now yeah, it's just, like, okay they must know what i'm talking about i don't know if that oh, yeah. happened with y'all y'all oh, gonna yeah. split y'all <laughs> i'm like it's funny to people who've been there i was talking to my mom about it and she's just like boy we've been there yeah, feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> No, I was just kind of like, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I, I kind of weird as like a trophy now. I'm like, oh yeah, like, I'm going to start saying like, yeah, if you ain't been here, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So that's oh, me yeah. changing the narrative and stuff. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, what, that's what people need. Right. So like, I got two closing questions. <laughs> I don't want to keep you all day. So the first one is like, how is it that somebody with millions of comments can see the negative one? Like I'm, I'm a fan. So when I used to watch, I would never really see the negative comments. But like throughout the book, you mentioned like people you were posting, you would see like people saying things about you. I'm like, was I just not looking for? Was I ignoring it? But it's like I hear this story consistently with people like from from the smallest platform to the biggest. They can have a million, you know, good ones, good ones, and then they will the, the that one for some just, reason the yeah, bad one just, they see the bad yeah. one. Like, oh my. Like, Cause but I never saw it. It's because it, it hits you different. Okay. And mm. kind of like in the, in the same way that we were talking about earlier, um, building up the character to be able to sustain you. Mm. One of the things you often also have to build up if you're going to be in any position of like influence, influence or leadership yeah. is thick skin. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a hard thing to build up on the fly. It's a hard thing to build up quickly. It's like, even like I've heard like boxers, you know, they're, um, when they're younger, it's like some people will like punch walls and punch poles, yeah. Yeah. they can build the callus. 
But if you lifted weights, you've done power cleans, you've done anything like that, you know a callus, it don't happen that fast. Like it doesn't build yeah, that fast. Time, right, you start off with right. a blister. Yeah. And those blisters hurt like a mug. They're soft. Right. So we've been on YouTube long enough to where, I mean, now we have th- thick skin, but we had never experienced that type of attention before. Right. And the, the magic that is the YouTube algorithm will suggest your video to people that are outside of your target audience. Yep. So, you know, we get a lot of nice comments most of the time, but sometimes when you have a video go viral, in essence, what virality is, is now an audience that doesn't watch you is coming in. Right. So they don't know like how you're supposed to conduct yourself in our comments. <laughs> right. They don't know, you know, that we're just out or here care. trying to They don't know or care. <laughs> yeah. And we need grace and we're just trying to do better. All right. So yeah. when all of our videos were going viral at the time and we had a viral pregnancy, so the pranks, it's like, okay, whatever, that stuff is fake. Right. You're commenting on a yeah. storyline. You're commenting mm-hmm. on a skit right. that you think is real. Well, it hit different because now I'm like, you know, we had, we were very altruistic. This was, it wasn't necessarily about us when we were sharing our pregnancy journey. We just wanted to share, share a young black pregnancy journey that wasn't like teen mom or something. So yeah. I'm like, here, I made this. I'm offering this to you. I'm being vulnerable. So random people that aren't even a part of our core audience <laughs> right. are critiquing us and getting on us. And I don't even have that thick skin yet. Oh yeah, I'm hurting. Yeah. And there's really nothing that can make you feel better because when you're at that, like when you're, when you're in that position, kind of like to your guys' point, you're just like, man, I see so many comments. Yes. There's literally less than a 10th of a percent of negative comments. Right. But when you see, 99.9% positive, they all kind of start to look the same, no yeah. matter what they say. Mm. And then you see that one negative one, it's like, mm. right. yeah, it is true. So here's the solution. I've heard people say the solution is don't read comments. And whenever I hear people say that, I think those are the most hurt people. Because if you can't congregate with your audience, right. you don't even know who's watching you. Right. You don't, you don't know, you don't know nothing. You just want to be served. Like you just want to create and then benefit from it. Right. And that's what we had did for a second. It's like, man, those negative comments got me salty. These people didn't even fool me. They just want to see me fail. Mm-hmm. So forget them. I'm just going to post a video. I ain't even looking at it. Right. Now I'm like, I'm just going to create the guidelines and create the type of community that I want to see. And part of that is shunning the non-believers. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it kind of sounds weird. It kind of sounds kind of militant, but I want to mobilize everybody that thinks like me, that is within my demographic, that is within this audience that we're trying to cultivate, this community that we're trying to build. And similar to where if we have this tribe and an outsider comes in, we're going to shun you because right. we don't want that here. And what's interesting is that's not for my benefit, even though we we are benefiting from that um, like as a result. Right. It's for the community's benefit yeah. because we are trying to, you know, lead and guide this thing that we all love, which is growth and growing together and young marriage and just being black and proud on YouTube. Right. So I can't let you come in here and start talking crazy. Like if it's a fair critique, then yes. Yeah, but if but you're just over here trying to tear down what we've all been building, yeah. that we're all a part of, that doesn't exist without all of us. Then no, you got to go. Gotta go. Yeah. Now we don't even allow crazy people like that. They'll be deleted. deleted they'll be blocked, blocked. Yep. or they'll be flamed. <laughs> and, but 
we want all this all the, the smoke, smoke okay. all the smoke <laughs> people talking crazy and it's something that's just like unmerited it's like I'm, I, sometimes I just be leaving stuff because I'm just like they gonna yeah, yeah. they gonna, they gonna get your tail. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna I don't know if that's biblical okay. or not, but I'm like, huh? <laughs> you, hey, yeah, that's cool, good. man. But look, this is our last question. We always ask people um, because sometimes I feel like people, well, you probably do, but most people never really think. So, what is next for you guys? Like, what what do you see next? Yeah, for for us, um, man, we actually. Just made a YouTube video um, called What's Next. <laughs> and it's just tough because we talk about being in a season, like a, a what now season. Right. Um, so this is probably the worst question to <laughs> ask me in this season. Or maybe maybe I'm, I'm past the season now. Right. But for us, I mean, we just love to continue writing um, our books. Right. Um, I think I, I never planned on writing a memoir style book. It's very... Um, kind of narcissistic thing to do (laughs) about yourself and your journey but you know thank god as christians we can share our testimony and help other people overcome but i never wanted to write a memoir book i love to write you know or like practical books on you know things that we either overcome or are going to learn about and can help people through yeah right now kyra and i are in the process of getting our real estate license because we left california we sold our property there and we're here now in texas so we need to get uh, licensed here so we can actually like build out our real estate company here right. um it's been really hard on that frontier especially with like eviction moratoriums and yeah it's um, tough right now yeah. Yeah. that so it's like i mean we're, right now we're renters so we could benefit from that but as an investor like that kind of really yeah. yeah mess us over so um yeah we're, we're building that out um we're thinking about going back to school so if i even think about it I'll probably will but that'll probably happen next year but really, we're just, I'm not necessarily looking to the next thing as much as I'm just trying to figure out how to steward what we have well. Right. right. The podcast, I know y'all are like super deep into y'all podcast. <laughs> I was watching uh, again right. yesterday. Um, and the podcast is so much fun. It is. Yeah, it's it's so fun, man. It's therapy. We've got a man. lot on our plate right now. And I'm just not, I, I just need to, you know, sit here for a while. Me and Kyra, and we just need to do and steward well the things and the projects that we started. So right. we're just yeah. trying to be consistent. Cool, it's man. good. It's good. Well, yeah, that's that's it for us, man. You know, I don't want to keep you <laughs> how long? For a long time, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we enjoy. I'm, I will leave you with this. I've never been a person to like audio books. I've been a physical <laughs> reader my whole life. I thought they were corny. I thought <laughs> it was weird. But for some reason, well, I know the reason. It's because I was already connected with you. So to hear from your voice makes more sense than if it was somebody I never knew, mm-hmm. like a random author. Like the reason y'all y'all doing that, reading our own book, I mean, that was like, like yeah. it was like. Because I think it made sense because was, I, we, we watched them. We know you. Yeah, yeah so like, like, so yeah, we yeah. sitting on, like, we talking. Like, you talk, we talking. <laughs> so like, now. We having a conversation. So now I'll go, <laughs> if I'm going to do an audio book, I'll go research, yeah. listen to the author before I just, like, download it and, Wow. That was a great idea that y'all did that. Yeah, because I, I think what happened, I, I listened to the Bible on audio and it kind of turned me off. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's so dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, like, yes. I love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 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 We'll be good. Cool. All right, bro. All right, friend. And hey, y'all take care. You too. All right, you too.